Well, welcome to Spirit Prophecy Church. I'm so excited to be able to introduce to you Barb Connors. She's going to be giving you about a 10-minute talk on Jeremiah the prophet. She's been in my training class once a month since almost a year ago, mm-hmm. actually. And next Sunday is exciting because on the 14th, we're going to be doing a graduation, and they're going to share some things about what they've done. So it's going to be an awesome time. So join us next Sunday also at 930 and also the 1030 service. But right now, I'd like to introduce Bob Connors. Take it away with Jeremiah. Okay. Thank you, Prophet Leslie. All right. Hey, Spirit of Prophecy Church. Hello. Well, uh, my talk is on Jeremiah. He's known as the weeping prophet, and there's a good reason for that. Um, He lived between 650 B.C. and 570 B.C. Um, His name could be interpreted several different ways. I like the one Yah throws because most of his prophecies are about the throwdown of Judah. His father was Hilkiah. He was a high priest at the time. And he did 40 years, very significant, 40 years of prophesying, which is a trial judgment period, right? He was a prophet to Judah and the nations um, about Judah's judgment, uh, the Messiah's first coming. I mean, he covered it all, even the end times. So he was a very broad scope prophet. And he was a major prophet. He uh, saw the judgments on Judah come to pass, which was why he was a weeping prophet, because he prophesied what was going to happen. And they wouldn't listen. That's right. Um, And he just, he mourned. He mourned for them, and he saw it, and he experienced it. It was very hard. Um, Some of those judgments um, included the destruction of Solomon's temple, which was on the 9th of Av, which is today, by the way. Um, both temples were destroyed on the 9th of Av, and so both First World War and Second World War were started on that date. So he witnessed that, and that's when he wrote Lamentations. His scribe wrote it for him. Uh, his witnessing to the destruction of Jerusalem, going around him, and his great grief and mourning for his people. Um, he was also attributed in an apocryphal book, Second uh, Maccabees 2.2, with um, taking the Ark of the Covenant, knowing all these prophecies, and hiding it in a cave and sealing up the cave. That's right. So as we know uh, from Pastor Stan, that um, it was found under the cross, um, under the cross hole where the blood flowed down onto the, the seat. 600 years, yes. 600 years he put it. Uh, in the cave and that's how God works now Jeremiah um, his writings are also a testament to the the true character of God which is mercy you know you might think oh all this judgment what's that how's that mercy well mercy is warning people to give them a chance to repent and a prophet's primary purpose is to call people to repentance and correct them and then help them get hope and help them strengthen right And Jeremiah was the epitome of this. Um, And no, he wasn't um, rich and famous, and he didn't get to go off to an island after he did his couple sayings. No, he was persecuted throughout the 40 years and eventually martyred. He was exiled to Egypt, uh, where he was stoned to death. So his call to prophet um, occurred during the reign of Josiah. Josiah was the last good king of Judah. He um, followed two very bad kings. And in the 13th year of his reign, when Josiah was 21, is when um, 
Jeremiah was called by God to be a prophet. And Jeremiah was just like 17. And there's a little debate, 16 or 17, but he was a young man. Um, and you know the verse, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So that, I can't imagine hearing that out of God's mouth. I would have been floored, and he was. Now, something interesting, and again, this is a testament to God's mercy, is that um, God commanded Jeremiah not to marry and not to have children, and that's because he knew the nature of Jeremiah's heart. He knew Jeremiah could not bear to watch his wife and family suffer through what was going to come. It would have crushed him. So a lot of people think, oh, that was mean. You know, he couldn't marry, he couldn't have family. No, he, God was saving him. God was saving his heart so that he could focus on what was, and, and hold it together. So who was around during his lifetime? Well, his best friend was uh, Barak, Barak ben Neriah. Uh, that was his one true friend. He was a disciple, and he was his scribe. So all the letters, all the writings were really done, um, penned by um, Barak. And his contemporaries, um, heavy contemporaries, Nahum, Zephaniah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and Habakkuk, as well as um, there was a prophetess named Huldah that prophesied um, during King Josiah's time and Jeremiah's. Now, his prophecy of seven years, that the 70 years of captivity would end for um, Judah was so critical, and it was known to Daniel. And so we know that Daniel was probably alive. He was a young man. He was only several years younger than um, Jeremiah, maybe, maybe five or six years younger. And so he probably heard Jeremiah speaking. He was influenced by Jeremiah. And... Um, he, he took that on. He studied the writings of um, Jeremiah, and that gave them great hope. And so here God gives another pathway to, the, to hope to the captivity of uh, Judah. So he's always looking to give the remnant hope, even despite judgment. Well, the backstory: how did Jeremiah come uh, to start prophesying? What was going on at the time? Well, they had just had two evil kings back-to-back, Manasseh was the first and the worst, and it was 55 years of evil reign. Um, and he did repent, by the way, toward the end of his reign. He got smacked down uh, by the Assyrians, and he tried to repent, uh, <laughs> but he had led the people into such depravity. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. They weren't going to have it. Um, his son then reigned after him for three years, and he was killed. He was just as evil as his, his dad. But see that snowball? That's what happens when we plant tares and seeds. They're going to come, and they're going to grow. And this is, this is Judah. Well, how evil could they be? Well, <laughs> Manasseh was into wizardry, familiar spirits, enchantments, witchcraft. They worshipped the host of heaven, which is the fallen angels. Not a good idea. They desecrated the holy temple with altars and statues dedicated to pagan gods. There was sexual perversion, prostitution, and sodomite houses next to the temple, high places, groves, altars of sacrifice, false prophets, and the law of God was not being read in the temple. Right. Yeah. Keep going. You're on the right track. 
Yeah. So the word of God was not being read in the house of God. And lastly, child sacrifice, Molech worship, he sacrificed his own children in the fires, passing them through. Here's your leader of your country. Come on, guys, let's all do this. And it was so bad in 2 Kings 21, 16, the word says, Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another, and that blood cried out to God. That's how evil. Okay, so that had happened. Ammon's reign is done. Josiah steps in, and Josiah is a man after God's heart. He is a good king, and he is cleaning house, okay? <laughs> He's so fervent that he actually burnt the priests on the altars where they sacrificed. He left their bones on those altars. Yeah, he tore down and destroyed the idols, altars, temples, graven images, and then he turned his, his gaze toward the temple and said, we got to fix this place up. It's a mess. It was in disrepair. And he started working on that. He gave money. He said, take the money, start fixing it up. What do they find? The book of the law. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> now, um, actually, Hilkiah was the one who found it, the high priest, who is Jeremiah's dad. And it was brought to... Um, King Josiah by a scribe and it was read to him and he was crushed. He tore his clothes. He was so convicted that they were just under the judgment of God that they were going to be wiped off the face of the planet. And that's what we that's what happens when we hear the word of God. We get convicted of sin, right? Um, so he says, hey, wait, send for a word of the Lord because we are in serious danger. So they went and they and they got hold of the prophetess, and she was a real prophet. Um, and she said, look, yes, Judah will be judged. However, Josiah, because you're doing the right thing, God will spare you. You won't have to watch it, right? I'm going to spare you from watching it. So he died before the judgment hit, and God let that happen. Um, Josiah then had the biggest Passover celebration ever, 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 because he was, so, and he was trying so hard to lead Judah the right way. And what does God do? He gets a prophet to join him at the same time to help clean up Judah. He's trying to set it up for success, right? However, the people were too far gone. It was like a big old snowball running down the, the mountain, getting bigger and bigger. They would not heed the warning. They would not hear sound doctrine. Forty years, only the remnant. Now, there was a remnant that did, but the majority of Judah wouldn't. Um, they didn't believe they were ever going to come under God's judgment. Oh, we're God's people. <laughs> That's not going to happen to me. We're great. We're, hey, we got Jerusalem and yeah, they did not know of the judgment of God. Jeremiah was persecuted by his family, fellow priests, fellow prophets, kings, and the people. 40 years of preaching, not being heard thrown in a muddy cistern, filled up to his neck to starve. Um, he was beaten. He was put in the stocks. Contracts were put on his life. He was threatened and mocked. He was treated horribly. Jeremiah's message is a message now for our church. 
In 8.7 it says, Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the cream, and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. So here's a sign of the times. A pastor saying they're pro-choice. 960,000 or 930,000 abortions in the U.S. in 2021. That's child sacrifice. That's the innocent bloodshed. The church, we need to repent for this and everything else that we're doing that's wrong. We need to take Jeremiah's message to heart. God is giving us a warning, and he always gives us a way out if we repent. So that's why he was the weeping prophet. He saw the warning. He saw the writing. He knew it was righteous, and they kept turning their backs and turning their backs and turning their backs. But you, the remnant, (laughs) you have the chance, and you have the heart of God. You know you will do the right thing, and you will stand for God's word, and you you will have sound doctrine. You will listen and read God's word and study God's word because that's how, that's how we know the judgment of the Lord. So this is my presentation on Jeremiah. Almost cried. Try not to. But hello, everyone. Sunyi and Lu here. We're going to finish up the Cambodia. Um, as she was talking about what Josiah the king did, I saw deliverance. I saw deliverance in people's heart. I saw that was happening in my heart when Lord was beginning to dealing with me. So I know you saw different way, but I saw deliverance in my heart because every idol was in my heart, in my life. Lord was taking that down so he can use us as his vessel and also to glorify him. So that's what I also saw in there. You want to tell them what's, uh, what are they looking at, Suni? You know that I still cannot remember the name of that fruit, but when you peel it, it looks like a garlic clove. Yeah, like a white wedge, like a garlic. But when you eat them, it's very good. I never had this before. I don't, I don't remember the names. Very sweet, and it has a very different taste, but I, I bet you you like it. Really good. A little bit sweet and sour in the skin if you eat it. It's about a quarter of an inch thick. You won't like it. It's super bitter. But, um, and it's got seeds in it, too. So this is the uh, market somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they put it out in baskets just like you see, all from one end of the road to the other. Live fish right there. This is a marketplace. There's Sunni trying to speak Cambodian. 
don't know how to talk to them, we're disappointing them. And we don't even know how to count their money. There's a dragon fruit that I like. So they sell this by weight. It's a kilo, kilogram, instead of pound. So um, I'm, I'm, I, I saw this lady selling the same thing to somebody else. I didn't understand this. I want to make sure she's charging me the same way. <laughs> it's funny to try to communicate. Here's one of the daughters of the merchant looking at the tall white guy. Like, this thing here, uh, they call this, the name they use is, they call it a buffalo. And it's just a two-wheel motorized cart that they hook a trailer on. And right there, uh, you can see a little bit of the blue. That's the tent that they put out in front of Condi's church. And this is the machine that hauled it in and hauled it out. And I'm not sure. Probably a video. Here is the second tent for the medical mission on the street. First tent. Church is behind the first tent. Second tent, and they're putting a third one. And this is the road. The road to Storm coming in. Church. This is someone's Banana garden trees. over here. And this is the neighbor next to the church. And I don't know if you can see it, but there's a little small chicken. Hardly got any meat on its bones. Pecking around at the front doorstep. And this is the tractor and trailer that brought the three tents. Kubota! And here's the team. They sat on the, the tongue of the trailer. Oh, this and then house when they turn, they have to the jump owner off and, of the ferry that brought us across the, straightens out to the, the island. On. Yeah. And you can see the clouds. They're menacing. Looks like we're going to have monsoons they're tying these tents down so they don't fly away there's actual sunshine coming through on that side but it looks pretty dark and menacing over here probably another video here that's pastor condi okay looks like we're we going to the, the market. market on the island not nearly as busy as Back at Phnom Penh, here's the doggy, local doggy. Oh, here we got something barbecued. Smells good. Clothes. Anyway, we came to get some uh, grape juice so we can do the staking that we didn't bring with us. We brought matzah and we brought oil and we have There's salt. bananas. But we don't have the grape juice. See all the trash? Yes, I saw them sweeping the ground. Looks like they need to use a shovel. They need a shovel and a garbage bag instead of a broom. <laughs> and this is Cambodia. 
Here's our local restaurant. And here's our local shop. Hey. With all the good hot peppers and garlic, onions, bananas, all kinds of stuff. I don't know what it is. Looking for grape juice. Oh, me and Suni got some of those the other day. Suni likes those. There's the dragon them fruit. The white like garlic. Got some of those the other day. That's dragon fruit. Dragon fruit is a mango skin. Of course, we all know that. So we're on the. Uh, oh, here's the cooler. Here's oh, see the block size. Chunk of ice. Large chunk of ice. Large chunk of ice, oh, like 10 pound block of ice. Any flat burgers, eh? Those are avocados, pretty big. Lots, lots of stuff here at the market. After great juice. Lime, yeah, they got a lot of fruit there. It's a tropical climate. This is Shantae. That's Pastor D's wife and uh, their son Philip. Looks like we're going to the market again. Back this is at chicken, the, ferry. the chicken this shop. Is where this we is again drop off point at the ferry. I don't know why this is slowing down, but um, anyway, we came here several times and bought fried chicken. Back at the ferry, this is where we began. This is Mary, uh, the daughter, and she likes to dance. Daughter of Pastor Condi and Shantae. videos we saved here towards the end of this slideshow. This is um, during the medical mission, and uh, we got a prayer table set up here. It says in Cambodian prayer, so these people are coming over. And a lot of times um, they got an issue with their stomach pain. And so this lady is, you can't see this here, but um, hopefully you'll see it in the video. She's taking a charm off. So they go to the Buddhist temple. They have an issue, the Buddhist temple sells them or they make an offering or donation. They wear this little chain or bead thing around their waist as a protecting uh, talisman. And so once we figured this out, we're going, well, we know why you got problems with your stomach. You got to take your charm off. And they're very superstitious. They got charms on everything and idols and shrines and they put food out. I mean, really. Um, 
superstitious. I, I never seen anything like it. This lady, we told her to give a, the chain to us and we're going to burn it. She goes, no, I'll take it home and my husband will do it. So no, I no, probably no. didn't Throw away. destroy it. Throw away. Okay, what do we got here? Shopping. All right, still on our first day evening. We're going into the market again. It's another different little area. We're after iced coffee. They brought us some this morning. Man, it was good. Here's our local neighborhood pooch. Uh-oh, look out for the... We prayed over the water. We didn't the, have any uh, issues. Vehicles coming by. Lots of fruits. All kinds of fruits here. There's local pooch number two. Hey, puppy. Well, hello to you, too. Look at all the produce hey. there. Look at that. Good lettuce. Here's some yams for sale. Oh, look out. It's a street and a highway. They did. Kitty cat. It was white. Yeah, they got animals here. You know, like not wheat. It was, hey. I mean, it was wheat, but not whole wheat. Uh oh, we must have went the wrong direction. We're turning around. Oh, this one was closed. That was the deal. So, yeah, it's about 5.45 right up. now. They close up early. So, they're, um, it's getting dark. It's starting the sun to goes become down, they're in bed. the beginning the sun of the comes dusk. Up, they go to work. So, they close up early. This is, they have to travel to home now. This, right, right. When the sun goes down, everything's closed. Stop number two for the coffee. Still right looking here, for coffee. Across the street is the Buddhist temple. I don't see any monks out here. They don't want this Buddhist temple was a huge complex. Yeah, pretty little, pretty good sized complex here. You can see the elephant. And the Adels, uh oh, Mrs. Young Harkins. You want my wallet? Yeah. <laughs> here we have two See, they inside the house. They park their uh, motorbikes right inside the store. And there we have the lighted shrine. <laughs> Got your drink offerings. Bowl there, food sacrificed idols, money. Put the money in front of the idol, yeah. It's everywhere. There's another I mean, one. Everywhere. Anyway, oh, cat on the table. What's on the menu tonight? You smell shrimp in my hand because I'm going to the water.
See this table? This is solid wood. You just don't pick them up and move them. There was a, a, a chair. I call it a chair. It's like round, like 14 inches around and about two foot tall. We went to slide them. They don't slide. You have to like... <clears throat> they're like 100 pounds, solid wood, very hard. Anyway, this coffee shop, we spent... Uh, quite a bit of time every morning coming here. This was right down the street from the motel that we call Pise Pise in the island. This is, um, we're just catching some fresh air in the evening. This is a game reserve that some rich person bought and they're going to import animals and, yeah, I don't think so. Um, but they're gonna have a motel. This is in development. And uh, so this, we're on a little dam. Uh, and on the other side is rice fields, so we're catching fresh air in the evening. Okay, it's evening, the first night of the mission. Condi took us to this is Toyota. He took us to the mountains. They say this is a natural spring. That's the rice fields. I did not see one snake in the whole 30 days. Except lizards everywhere. Lizard, big lizard. They stayed back in the motel. They even sing for you. And say, tell everybody what's going on back in Texas. Let's go by that. The wind is, can't hear nothing, but uh, this is a market again. Uh, here we're back at the market in the middle of the street. Some of the fishies still swimming, kicking. Fish. Chickens. That's the chopping block. The dog is licking the blood off the chopping block. You want to pray, pray, pray. Chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a live chicken. Mary says If you want to buy anything, this is where you have to go on the island. over there. Yeah. Chicken going down the market street. Hey, are those yours? They put batteries. these guys in cages, so you go up to get your chicken, you They're go, I'll take that one. On and they butcher it right there, uh -oh. pluck it right there, and dress it, and yep. send you home with your fresh together. chicken. <laughs> this lady is cooking eggs. We ate these, I call them egg taco. Cambodian taco. That's egg mixture. There's her stove with wood, a bowl, a wok, and she cooks it, throws in bean sprouts and a little bit of stuff in there, and folds it over like a taco. 
and it was actually pretty good. For sale over there. This lady's making us some iced coffees. Yeah. There goes the iced coffees. The local lady, she's cooking them up for us. Yep. We're gonna go back to the motel. We're gonna meet with Condi. He said he'd be at seven o'clock to pick us up. I said, don't be late. Yeah, this is morning time. Don't know what's going on here. This is Condi's church. Medical mission. Here's all the people in the church getting ready. We've had breakfast. Here's Lydia. This girl's name was Lydia. Here's the policeman over here. Here's Scott giving a speech how it's going to all go down for the medicine. First day of the medical mission. Guard. I don't know if he's armed, but the policeman. These are all the people that have come. It's about almost 8 a.m. in the morning. So we've all gotten up, showered. Drove to the market, got coffee, breakfast, come to the church, communion, prayed, eaten breakfast, and now we are about ready. We're going to set up rice. And That's pray where Condi stores his bags of rice. Yesterday we saw all kinds of salvations. Water tanks up there. There's Peter. The presence of God was strong yesterday. So this is day two of the medical mission, the last day. Demons, a lot of healing, so it was awesome. I know it's going to be the same today. Uh, Lou, did they, uh, were people coming that did not have a ticket? Because I know last week you said they had to have a ticket. Nobody came so nobody that didn't came have a ticket okay. that I know of. Okay. And how many people do you think came, Suni? I think first, I think first day was like 185, and then next day was a little bit less. But then after we closed down, some more people came. We said, no, we're closed. Yeah. Okay. In order for, uh, if they're local, they're on the island, but some people came off, you know, from Phnom Penh. They have to come to the ferry, pay, get on, travel, get off, and then drive over to this church or walk or whatever. So it was, uh, if you didn't live on the island, or even if you did, it was still, I mean, you know, you can see what they drive. It's not that easy to get one place to the other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have the whole Bible. Whole Bible. Yeah, so I can't read it. It's all in Kamai. But they have it. And and they actually read. They they read their word. They're they're you know, the the Christians, they meet and they read and they pray and they worship. They're um it's pretty awesome. Uh I see them on Facebook. They're they're all excited now. They're posting videos to me, I can't even watch them all. I don't even try. <laughs> I got my own agenda to, you know. Here we're on the, um, that's the buffalo. Well, I think we're going to look at Condi's rice field. Man, we rode that thing for 45 minutes, bouncing down all around and hot. 
What's the move? Nothing good in the middle. Condition up. Called the buffalo. Oh, you say. We just left the church, second day of the mission. No seat. And uh, he just squatted down on the right tongue of the trailer. Trying to rust in the hammock, so I'm wearing flip flops. Oh, we're going to these rice fields. There's Albert and Hannah, Mary and Peter and Sunni and Rita and Samuel and Shanti and. Here we have a yeah. tailgater traffic jam in Cambodia. Yeah, hey, Pastor Amen. Day and Philip. Hey, boy. Hello. Hi. Say hi, Texas. Jim Lipsua is the. Say hello. How are you? Under the main drag, headed back into town. Anyway, I'll take some more film here shortly. Gas station, right there. That's a nice one. Yeah, that was that was the Uptown Shopping Center. Here's SUNY. We had to buy hats. So I didn't. I took mine. Ladies' pink hat for two dollars and fifty cents. They gave you change back, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did I give it to you? No. Say hi to your Texas buddies. Hello, how do you like my hat? He's <laughs> hugging the money all the time, so I have to go after him all the time. Okay, ready to get in the truck. Oh, here, $2.50. This is 50 cent change. Soon he gave me money, I'm rich. Here we have one of the DMC students, I think, following us in a bike. Now we're getting back onto the Buffalo. Let me put Suni in. You know, they said, don't leave your cell phone out on the table. Don't, you know, one of the, uh, we were in a gated community back in Phnom Penh, and uh, it was Albert's uh, sister-in-law. They went to the market. She had a gold chain on. Somebody just came up and jerked it off her neck and stole it. So um, we wore a money belt. That's why she's asking me for money, because I, you know, I, my wallet's in my front pocket with no money in it. And I got a money belt on under my clothes. Actually, I tell you, he had two money belts, one in his belly, one in here. He kept getting stopped in the airport. So we finally figured out it's that one in here. So take that thing off. <laughs> yeah, they, they thought I had a knee brace. You got a bad leg? No. Well, what's that? Uh, money. Oh, we got to see it. Here we are on the... Buffalo. Okay, this is back at the uh, Cundy's Church. I don't know what's going on today. All these tables and chairs are rented. The nice plastic chairs, Brandon, covered with nice cloth. The chairs covered. It looks like they're going to have a wedding, but it's DMC disciple making class. This is a high class setting. Students and I think they've got 20 here right now. Looks like they got name tags. DMC disciple making class. And this third tent over here. So mission to pay for all that stuff. Yeah. Got this. Mm -hmm. If you guys can see this. There's where the cooking, our food. The great big four foot wide three pots. Smoke blowing through the church, rubbing our eyes with burning smoke and breathing campfire for three days. So those pastors and youth and those food, 
were upgraded. They, I mean, this is this is what they do not have those every day. So this was treat for them, food also. Yeah, and they'd bring me the bowl of soup and put it down in front of me, and I'd eat it, and their eyes would get big because I'd eat it all. They'd go like, wow, because usually you go like, I'm not hungry. <laughs> but they were blown away that I ate their food. You know, pick out the bones. Yeah, we all, all of us had bone plates in front of us because the bones come with the meat, so you got to, <laughs> amen? I ate everything okay. except, except... Uh, they served me soup, and I looked at it, and I go, what is that? So it was a pig's feet uh, boiled to death, and it looks pretty bad. And so I taste the broth, and I say, mm, I don't think I, I think I passed this one. So that's the only thing, really, I did not eat, but I ate Nor did whatever I. they give me, I ate. Well, today they have the tables covered and the chairs covered. It looks like they're going to have a I think, wedding. Yeah, we've seen this one. Okay, tell, um, tell them about this girl. I think I said that. She goes to college. Very she lives in Phnom Penh and goes to college in Phnom Penh. Yeah, and when she f accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior, her family shunned her. And and they give her more chores than she used to getting. Like, you know, Israeli, at, you know, when they were captive, when Moses came and said, let them go, they put more. It's, that's exactly what happened to her. So she had to get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to do all the, her extra chores before she can even go to church. So they keep giving her her time, giving her more work, and all that. But anyway, she's at the Phnom Penh going to school, and Holly don't have no money, barely eating, but she also studying Korean. She wants to be involved in Korean church as an interpreter for Cambodian and Korean. So I was really shocked when she started talking to me in Korean. Okay, so go ahead. I'm recording you. Record? Recording. Yeah. Recording. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. This is for Texas. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hello. Um, I want to say, like, uh, I'm really thank you so much for coming over here for, like, uh, protect and take care of another uh, uh, And here in, in my hometown, uh, over here, like, uh, have a people... Uh, Pretty good English, huh? ...have a problem, but I see you coming, like, uh, for free. I'm really so happy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. Tell us your name. Uh, my name is Sok Nang. Yes. yes. And she she okay. uh, grew up here on the island, and she's going to college in Phnom Penh. Yeah. Thank you. And she's so thankful that we came. So stand close together okay, and give okay. each other so a much. good hug. <laughs> okay. Nice we're we're this is the first day of uh, DMC. And we just finished our breakfast. It was noodles, and we put extra hot sauce on it, so it was very hot. Sunni's and me both had the sniffles. And so, um, so then she had breakfast too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we're almost ready to start. Brita's here. She's, she's got her fan because it's, it's a little humid. And we're soon going to be dancing this morning. So. Uh, it's 20 after.
How many more slides does it show? I think we can go another five minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. So just go through, yeah. I'm stuck. This is the traditional Cambodian dance. They go very slow. And Candy's wife taught them to dance, and then she teach them this dance, and then also vice versa, they do Bible study. So I give you, I teach you to dance, now you do Bible study. She's got flower petals in this bowl, and at the end they throw the petals out. And that uh, theme of dance they're doing is, is about Jesus. Yeah, I think that's good enough. Yeah. They danced quite a long time. That's worshiping Jesus. It's not their country thing. It's Christian. We're trying to break them from the... Um, Get them yeah. out of their comfort zone. Get them out zone. of their comfort zone. So we were acting crazy. This is the youth. Shakriya, she lives in, uh, I think, Phnom Penh. She came to translate a couple days. Flag waving. Youth conference. Verita, she likes Paul Wilbur. Here we're back at the we are. rice patties and game preserve. Saturday time. afternoon about 5 p.m. Here I saw a little Cambodian girl walking. I mean, they just let these kids, you know, it's not like America. You tell your kid, get dressed and go to school. Off they go. I mean, we wouldn't dare do that with our kids in America. But, you know. See, she's got a little purse there. Looks like lunch, actually. It's, it's in plastic. Anyway, she's a little cute gal. We're right out here. I think over on this side is the Pisa Pisa Motel. This is the neighbor's house that I've taken a picture of. Here, what's going on here? Here, we're going to the market. Yeah, they're going downhill. Sometimes you get my thumb, sometimes you get the sideways. Okay. There, the girl was sweeping the dirt. 
Uh, well, always blows me away. Here we're buying dragon fruit. Tasty dragon fruit. I ate so much of that, I got sick of it. And these little bananas, they are really good. This is the lady cooking our. Uh, okay, here we are. Cambodian, Cambodian taco. The eggs and the bean sprouts. This lady's just put that, put this out of egg. Her husband works. I think she's got two kids. She's pregnant. Her mother ran that store for 30, how many ever years? And then she took it over. Generation. Bean sprout, and here she's got a bucket full of cooking on wood. You got a wood fire there. There goes in the bean sprouts. I think she's got three going at once and, uh, and people come in and buy and leave. I'm sure it has a real name for it, but Albert calls it, Hannah calls it, they call it Cambodian Taco. What's the name of it? <laughs> bung Chow. Bung Chow. This is Bung Chow. Get your Bung Chow. Anyway. Okay, now we're recording, Sunny. Say hi to your Texas buddies. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is a market in Cambodia. Uh, we are, this is new day and second day of youth disciple training. It went well yesterday, so it's going to go really well again today. We have uh, teaching the story in the Bible. And then we also um, talked about the uh, power of the Holy Spirit, talked about the authority in Christ Jesus and name and so we did some deliverance ministry baptism of the holy spirit people got filled some not all of them yet and some people uh manifest and, and so we're gonna do some more ministry uh this afternoon uh Here's a monk, a boy, here a boy at the, the coffee uh, shop. They come across the street to get Cambodian coffee shop, something to drink or eat. Baby monk, so we're having him stand up inside uh, Samuel and Mary. Yeah, those are little boys are dedicated from their parents to the monks, like uh, Samuel did. Here's another skit the youth are doing. Yeah, getting them out of their comfort zone again. These were the kids that did the, the skit. We're saying praise Yeshua. Soon he's prophesying. Here we're doing prayer. Oh, this is activation of uh, uh, speaking in tongues with the youth. This is a school next to PCA PCA Motel, and every morning they raise the flag and they sing the Cambodian national anthem, which is a song that praises a demon angel. Comes another buffalo. He's backing it out, and his see he's girl walking on down the trailer. Stand. They're getting ready to go into town. That's what he rides on that little board. See, they just hey let there. the kid hang on. How are you? No worries. No seatbelt. No helmet. You want to ride the buffalo just today? You want to live? Don't fall off. Yeah, you're gonna ride the buffalo. 
Here's the orphans. We got the orphans in the back of the truck. Uh, we're going into town now. We left the island, crossed the ferry. We're in Phnom Penh, and we're taking her to buy our bicycles and clothes and feed them something good to eat. Busy Main Street. So this is not an island. We're camping out of the island. Fruit stand. That's a girl. That's not a boy. Looks like a boy, but it's a girl. She's got uh, Downs, one of the orphans. Real cute. She's 13 years old. We don't have so much room in here. We're going to have to rent a tuk-tuk to bring all the supplies that we're buying, the bikes and the clothes. For here we're shopping. I gotta learn how to run this phone to take my video. Albert's filming me right now. We just got off the ferry, landed at, there's Pastor Condi and Albert. Here's Here the kids are buying. Girls. She's so cute. Buying shoes. That's the, uh, that girl had on flannel pajamas. And it's like 100 degrees out there. She found a pair of shoes, pink ones for the girls. Which one is the pandemic and which one's not? We spent probably an hour here. How many kids did they have? I don't know. We, we get out of the highway. Well, it was a nine orphan plus two kids of a Tola. So that's 11. Then so then I also told Pastor Candy they got two kids. So why don't you just grab two shoes for them too? Well, here the, the, one of the orphans came out. Show, show us your shoes. Show, show us what you got. See if you got a pair. See, I got white ones too. I bought me new white shoes and she's got new white shoes. And look at her smiling. Sunni's trying on some dresses. That purple one I did buy. Yeah, that was $5. They wanted $7 and we took it down to 5 here they're getting uh, uniforms. White shirts. It's their uniform for school. School uniforms. Yeah, we spent quite a bit of time here. Look at the electrics. You'd think these places would burn to the ground. This is their six-way with a cord running up the wall. You see all these cords are just balled up here, tied up to the rafters going down. and. No code. I can't believe the way they run this stuff. Open wire. Here we're at the restaurant feeding the orphans. This is Pastor Tola. Right here. That's Pastor Tola. He's got the orphans here. We are three net his wife. They got us some food. They never had a restaurant food, so this is first time. This is a Korean chain restaurant, if you can believe it, in Cambodia. This, this is uptown, man. There's a table full of kids with a bowl of noodle soup. And those kids, they slicked that soup down. There was, I mean, you know, you wipe it out, put it in the cupboard. I mean, they, they ate it all fast. Really come down to you, it was a ramen noodle. Spicy seafood soup. Okay, I think that's fine. Uh, well, here we are. Leaving to go back Pastor onto the ferry. We waited there like on. an hour because it took a long time to load. They're, they're on the ferry. See, they waited so long, they're passed out. They're bored. 
Here we're back at Peace Save, Peace Save Motel. Here we are in front of the Pisces Hotel, first day of the past. Yeah, Sunni's saying cut it off. So this is the deliverance training. They're going, I cast you out in Kamai. So anyway, we had a good time in Cambodia, and we hope to go back in a year and a half. Any questions? Okay, so the more the merrier, I guess. So if you want to go with us next time we go, let us know. But get ready, okay? okay we cannot hold your hand when, once we get there. <laughs> All right, come on up here. You look handsome today, sir. Well, thank you. My wife. Kind of picked it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I do good, it's because of her and the Lord, of course. Okay, so you want me to tell them about this solemn assembly thing? Yes, we're doing the practice run the 19th, and then also what we're doing in September so they can mark it down on their right. calendars. Okay, so grab your calendar so you can mark it down because as of April the 19th, which is a Friday night, we're going to be having a solemn as virtual assembly, solemn August virtual assembly, and this is August the 19th, and from 7 to 10 p.m., we're going to ask you to fast just during those times. And we do need people to, that are in the congregation to come. We're going to ask people to participate through Prophecy Club too. And the way, anybody can watch it. But if you want to pray, and we need people praying, then we ask you to go to prophecyclub.com and you can sign up. Um, and they'll, they'll explain to you all that. But anyway, we can have up to 100 people in line to pray and it's going to be the same limited to five minutes and uh, are you going to be able to lead praise and worship friday night that friday night i'm not sure yet not sure yet okay the idea would be if you're you're you can't though right okay right, right okay anyway so we'll get it all worked out right now just mark down august 19th friday evening for a solemn august virtual assembly now why are we not assembling? And I'm going to get to the next one. Yeah, this is kind of a practice run. Uh, I asked, I don't know, 10 months ago for Dana Coverstone to come and to be a part of a solemn assembly. And he said the angel visited him directly and specifically said, if you go to Dallas, they will kill you. So if he's not able to travel, probably we aren't either. So I'm not asking people to travel. I'm asking them to do it virtual. So the real big thing is the solemn September assembly. And that's going to be September the 25th is Feast of Trumpets. I think it was like at about 2.30 in the afternoon is the, the correct time to do it. Anyway, we're going to do Friday evening, 7 to 10, September the 22nd, all day Saturday from 9 to morning at 9 to the evening, and then Sunday from 7, excuse me, from, from 9 to noon. Let me say it again. This is the solemn virtual assembly, solemn assembly. Yeah, but also we're asking for people of the church to be here. Yeah, we yes. Want, we do need physical. We still want to have people physically here that are fasting and praying. And I'm going to open it up to Prophecy Club people, uh, but I'm going to also limit it because I think that we're sort of limited about 80 people in here if you get past 80 then it gets pretty uncomfortable so let me say it again so the practice 
is just one evening, a Friday evening, August 19th, 7 to 10. Then the full-blown solemn September assembly, that both of them are going to be virtual, is going to be September 23, 24, 25. Say it again, September 23, 24, 25. Friday evening is 7 to 10. Saturday all day long from 9 to 9. And then Sunday morning from 9 to noon. And it's going to be the same limits. We'll do praise and worship, and we'll have five minutes limited to prayer so the, the people can get on virtual. Now, at the last solemn assembly, we had, what, a couple of hundred people physically there, but there was like 25,000 views, as I recall, over those 48 hours. So the, there'll be a lot of people, hopefully, that will be on there. And if you want to be one of the prayer people, then we ask you to go to prophecyclub.com, sign up. You only have to give your name and your email. That's all we're asking for. And, of course, we're asking you to be Christian. We're asking you to be fasting. We're asking you to, to be praying for our nation. That's two things we're asking for. We are doing this in the name of Jesus, and we're praying only for our nation. It's not just whoever, wherever. Only, this is only prayer for the nation. We're limiting those two things. And I should also let you know that you know, our big concern was, so what happens if we get suddenly in of the enemy that jumps on there and wants to ruin the thing by showing some bad things or saying some bad words or something like that? Well, we have a person with a mouse with a click button ready to click you off or them off. So just a click of the mouse, and they are gone. We're over to the next person. So we, anyway, we're going to do basically a dry run August 19th, and then the full-blown thing is September 23, 24, 25. It's the 22nd first, but is it the 23rd, 24, and 25? It's right? 23, 24, 25. Don't listen to what I say. Listen to what I mean. <laughs> or listen Les to me. Leslie has the calendar in her head. Okay, so somebody says, well, can you do it then? I talk to Leslie. Leslie said to me the other day, she said, you know, you would not be able to live without me. And I said, you're right, but you wouldn't be able to live without me either. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I'm not saying it's 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like 99-100. I mean, 99-1. Yeah, but nevertheless, we need each other, right? Yes, sir. See, winder up there. Right, thank you, sir, yes, you for need, letting us right. know. You do, you do so that's going around, so if you'll sign up to come on those. 23, 24, 25, September. Those are the big dates. But right 19th. now, August 19th, write that down. Okay. And we do need you to Scarlett, come I need your night. help for just a second. There's a basket by your Aunt Sharonda. Can you come up here for just a moment? All right, let's stand up. Let's spread out. Because it's time for... Praise and worship. That's right. We're going to praise our mighty name, his mighty name. We're going to praise him with his mighty name, not our mighty name. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. We worship you, Father God. Let it be a sweet sound into your ear in the name of Jesus, precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, King of kings. Come on, let me hear you raise your voices. Cry out to him. Tell him who he is and that you love him for it. Because he is worthy of our praise. Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Come on, let me. 
me hear you. There you go. Exciting time to praise our God. Repeat after me. You are holy. You are mighty. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. And I will follow. I will listen. And I will love you. Oh, my I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him. I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. I will love and Come on, lift your voices. Repeat after me. You are holy. You are holy. And you are mighty. You are mighty. You are worthy. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. Worthy of praise. I will follow. I will follow. I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him. I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. Him. I will bow down before Him. May all my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for You. Hallelujah. You are Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings. You are Mighty God, Lord of everything. You're Emmanuel. You're the Great I Am. You're the Prince of Peace, who is the Lamb, you're the living God, you're my saving grace, you'll reign forever, you're the Ancient of Days, you're the Alpha, Omega, beginning and end, you're my Savior, Messiah, Redeemer and Friend, you're the Prince of Peace, You're my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. Come on, lift your hands with me this morning. Oh, 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 oh. 
Come on, he is worthy of our praise. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Jesus, you are worthy. Thank you, Father God. Come on, lift your hands. We stand and lift up our hands. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship him now. How great, how awesome is he. And together we sing. Holy is the Lord. And holy is the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He. And together we sing. And everyone sings. Singing holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. your voice is singing everyone and everyone sees holy 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 is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory holy is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory
We thank you for this time we can worship your great and mighty name with freedom and spirit and unity and in truth. We thank you for us being able to be here and raise our hands and declare you as our Lord and Savior. You hold my very moments. You calm my raging seas. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. And I trust in you. I trust in you, Jesus. And I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. And I more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. Thank you, Lord. Come on, worship him this morning. We receive it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You hold my very moments. You call my Walk with me through fire, and you heal all my disease. And I trust, come on, lift your voice, and you declare it. Yes, I trust, and you, and I Yeah. 
cry out to him, you give him all the things. He will correct and he will change those things in your life and keep you on that straight and narrow path. You just have to believe that Jesus, you are all I need in the name of Jesus Christ. We cry out to you, you are our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Jesus, heal us from the inside out and change us from the inside out. Hallelujah.
keep the children quiet for a moment but they can stay in here it's good for them to get used to this go ahead Cindy. I received this earlier in Jeremiah talk but what I got and also he was speaking to me again and this is what I feel like the Lord is saying to all of us who's watching also hear me it's not the Jeremiah the only one. I had a plan even before he was born as a prophet. But each individual, you are all my children. When I made you, I made you future, every one of you. It's different from Jeremiah. But individually, I called you, I anointed you, I made you future already. It was already established in me. There's nothing cannot change that unless you not hearken to the, my voice and my word. So today I want to encourage you. And I want you to make up your mind for once and for all. Are you with me or not? Choose life which I want to give you. But be serious. I want to encourage you. Come to me. Come to me. The portion I have for you is available for you if you really want it. Things are getting worse, but you need to come to me because I want to release your portion to every one of my children. And don't be fearful what is coming to head but you make your mind, draw the line, and you come cross and stay with me and seek my face and hear my voice and walk in his way, my way. And you will accomplish the future I have for you. And I want to receive glory from you. I want to receive that love from you, which is I haven't been getting. This is not a rebuke. I want to encourage you. Come to me, my children, because I want you to come to me, because I want to give you life, life more abundantly. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. And all the church said, Amen. amen. I have a word for the nation. And uh, the Lord took me in a vision. And what I saw was this army of angelic host and it was they were galloping so violently and so forcefully as they were coming and there's many billions there's at least hundreds of thousands of these angelic hosts 
They had these swords in their hands. Some had different type of swords in their hands. Some were, they were shaped differently. They were some that were, um, wearing different colored, um, clothing, but they were the angelic hosts of the Lord, but they were sent out. But then in the, the midst of it here in America, there was a, like a, um, billowing dust of a, of sand dust, I guess you should say in the air. And it was falling down in different parts of the nation. The dust was falling down and it was going to, it's like there was a tornado of dust and it was just, but it was kind of sideways. It wasn't just straight up and down. It was just billowing in. But it was, we could almost like call it like a, like a tunnel, like a, tor- like a tornado, but almost vertical, excuse me, horizontal. And many of the states that have never seen that kind of thing were receiving it. They were receiving this dust that was just like, where did this come from? We've never seen anything like this before. Then on the other side of this dust cloud, there was angelic hosts on one side, another side. There was like fire coming down. But these angelic hosts were also coming like chariots of fire. And their wheels, they were on fire. And what I, I just, just tuned in to the Lord and what he was saying is that there's children of mine. And they've been calling on these warring angels, some knowing what they're doing, many not knowing what they're doing. And he says they've been preparing and they're, they're coming and they're coming violently. They're coming violently. And so your prayers are being answered. But the problem is you're not ready for those prayers to be answered. Because the chariots of fire and then the fire that's coming down like just a lightning bolt just coming down with fire, just coming down upon this land. He, he says that you need to be prepared because are you going to be refined by the fire or are you going to be consumed by the fire? Because many of the children will still be consumed by the fire because they're not prepared. They want the war, but they want the war from their flesh, not from the spirit. You must decide if you're calling on those warring angels and the angelic hosts to come forth. Why are you calling? Is it for a personal reason for yourself? Is it a, is a, is a flesh reason for yourself? Or are you calling it on the war for the people to turn back to the Lord Jesus? That's the question. It's not about a man saving. It's about the Lord Jesus saving. It's not about a man pulling us up out of the muck and the mire and the terrible stench that we're in, but it's about the Lord Jesus. When you call out for the warring angels, when you call out those chariots of fire, when you call out those angelic hosts, they come. They come. And more and more are gathering, and it's so loud in my head right now. It's so loud. They're coming because you've called on them to come. But the Lord gives the warning, America, make sure, my children, make sure you are not doing this because of a personal reason. Make sure you're not doing this for the flesh. Make sure you're not doing it for a financial gain. Make sure that you're not doing it for a change in the government. Make sure you're not doing it for a change in the churches. Make sure you're not doing it for changes in your family. But make sure that you're calling upon the Lord Jesus to save those in trouble. 
to save our nation who's in trouble. Because the fire as it comes, it's going to strike. Some of it will be physical fires that are going to start. It's not just in the spirit, but it's going to be in the natural. Because what you call upon the net in the spirit is going to come into the natural. Watch and see. These billows of sand, dirt, moving across the land. Watch and see what I'm allowing to happen upon this land. Watch and see the different types of storms, something they have not seen before, landing in different, different parts of this country. Things that they've never experienced, never expected before. That's a sign that I have, that your prayers are being answered, but prepare yourself for your answered prayers. Prepare yourself for your answered prayers. Yes, I'm rallying my troops. I'm rallying my troops of the angelic host, but I'm rallying my troops upon this land. I'm rallying you, calling you, bringing you together. But which side are you going to stand on? It's time to let go of that prideful spirit, America. It's time to tear down those strongholds, America. And it starts in the church to tear it down. It starts in our hearts to tear it down. Humble ourselves before the Lord. Stop thinking of yourself so highly. Stop thinking of yourself so spiritual. Stop thinking of yourselves as, I've got it all. Look to the ones that are more needful than you. And see if you can help raise them up. Because that's how I will test your heart. That's how I'll test your heart. My Lord Jesus, I humble myself right now. And I pray that those that are watching and those that are here, they're going to humble their hearts right now for Spirit of Prophecy Church and those watching. That we truly, truly, Lord, we don't want to be consumed by the fire, but we want to be refined by the fire. We want to be prepared for those angelic hosts that you have sent this way. Prepare us, Lord. Prepare our hearts. Prepare our minds. Prepare our bodies. Prepare our souls. Prepare our spirits. Lord, I thank you for the blessing that you're sending. And I thank you, Lord, for the turmoil stirring up too. Because, Lord, I know that that will be a sign to us. I ask in the name of Jesus that you again, that you protect those that are watching, prepare our hearts, and help us to cry out to you in the way that we should and not by our own personal gain. Not what we think is right, but pray your heart, Lord. And Lord, we do honor you today, and we bow before you. And we thank you for hearing our prayers. And we thank you that you're sitting the angelic host. 
for we've not seen anything yet. But Lord, I know the more that's stirred up in the spirit, the more it stirs up here on the earth. Help us to be prepared. In Jesus' name. For all of those that received this word, I ask that you say amen three times with me. Amen. 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 So it's time for I got it. Okay. Uh, in this congregation, we receive the, uh, the body and the blood once a month, and today is that day. So go ahead and bring that up. Let's bless it, and we'll distribute it. Let me have a little bitty piece. We get the unleavened bread, and we get the grape juice. Father, this is unleavened bread. This is grape juice, which is nothing. But what it represents is everything. It represents the most powerful thing on the planet, your body that was broken for us, and your blood that was shed for us to wash our sins away. We thank you for it, and we ask you to receive it in that manner in Jesus' name. Amen. You may distribute it. We'll ask you to hold it until we get done. The Bible says that we can eat this and drink damnation, and some even sleep as a result of this. And I'm talking about sleeping in a sermon. I'm talking about that you can actually get a curse and die from this, taking it unworthily. It says that we are to examine ourselves and that we are to repent of our sins before we receive this. So, Lord, as we take this moment to silently ask you to speak to our heart, show us the things that we need to repent of. And there is none righteous, no, not one. So we all have something to repent for before we take this this morning in Jesus' name. Some of the most powerful words in the entire Bible, I think of Revelation chapter 5. I love this chapter. And it's talking about this. And it says, I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a book written within and the backside and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? No man in heaven, nor on the earth, Neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. They couldn't even look at it. And I wept much because no man's found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. One of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. That's what we're talking about here today. We're talking about the blood and the body of Christ, the most powerful thing on the planet. Lord, we ask you to forgive our sins. And behold, 
before the four beasts and the four and twenty elders stood a lamb. Stood a lamb as it was slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. When he took the book, the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down before the lamb, each of them having harps and golden vials full of odors. And they sang as it were a new song, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And Lord, we thank you that you and you alone are worthy to open the book and to take the seals there. You and you alone are worthy to bring judgment upon the earth. You are the righteous judge because you shed your blood. You shed your blood and washed us from a myriad of sins, the Bible says. And this morning we accept your body to wash our sins away in Jesus' name. We accept your blood to wash our sins away in Jesus' name. And all the congregation said, Amen. Amen. goes like put the battery in so this morning we say worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard us saying Blessing, honor, glory, and power be unto him that sat upon the throne and to the Lamb and the four beasts said, Amen. The congregation says, Amen. Amen. So we say, Worthy is the Lamb to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Worthy is the Lamb to bring judgment upon the earth. And Lord, while we do not look for the bad things, we look for the good things. And Lord, this morning I'm happy to be able to bring to your congregation some good news. Lord, I ask you to open our eyes and our ears that we can see and hear your voice this morning. And we receive the word of the prophet this morning. We receive the good news and also the correction involved. Help us to walk humbly and cleanly before you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so when I uh, knelt down yesterday, Lord, we're the last generation. We are the, the we are the generation that's about to see you return. What do you want to say? Frankly, for these oh, seventeen some odd years we've been leading this church, it's been scary. Scary to ask those questions. What do you want to say to your congregation? Because for a long time it's been mostly correction. I am surprised. I'm happy and pleased to say today it is some encouragement. And so where we can be encouraged, Amen. can we be encouraged? Yes. It's about time, right? Amen. I mean, we've been through a lot of the correction. And you see, you've endured sound doctrine. Do you remember what the message was the last time I talked? 
it was, I am the hope. I'm your hope. Jesus said, I'm your hope. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It was not our fantastic resources that raised up America. It was not the fantastic constitution that raised up America. Nor was it our military. Nor was it our presidents. It was the hand of the Lord. It was his hand. He stated, he allowed tests to come. Some we passed, some we failed. But it was his, his hand that has brought our nation to this point. And what he's saying is today, let's see if I've got a PowerPoint up here. I guess I don't. We will have someone quickly jumping in the back saying, why didn't the PowerPoint come up? <laughs> it's still not coming up. Last time we talked, we wanted, uh, that's not it. <laughs> That's not it. Where is it now? Ah! I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I want you to tell him, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I remember when I first met Dimitri Dudeman, when he was coming into town for the very first time, I felt the, the Spirit of the Lord come on me like I'd never felt it before. I didn't understand that I was about to be around one of the greatest prophets that is alive at that time. But it's like God began to say, you best be repentant, boy. But see, I wasn't even full-time in the ministry, and here's another thing, I didn't want to be full-time in the ministry. I wanted to, to run a business. I want to be successful. My goal was to make a million dollars by the time I was 30. Well, I'm over 30 and I still haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> but when Dimitri came, one of the things he said, one of the first things he said, I asked the Lord about you. Now, again, the stupid stand at this point, not understanding the Lord, was thinking, oh, yeah, great. I didn't understand... Do, do some of you know what I'm talking about here? See, because if you walked with the Lord a while, uh, like a lot of people say, oh, I'd like the Lord to speak to me. I'd like the Lord to come to me. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to get your nose off the carpet. And he says, the Lord is with you. Now, stupid stand at the point, young in the Lord, didn't really know the Lord much at the time. I didn't understand what that meant. What that meant is he is with me. Now that means he's with me with what? Times when I do good and... Come on. And that's what he wants me to tell you this morning. Spirit of Prophecy Church, specifically, and to those people that have endured sound doctrine, that have chosen to follow and to walk in the, the footsteps of Jesus, he wants to say... I'm with you. He's saying, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I've told you before, August the 8th, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, what do you want to say for the sermon tomorrow morning? And I heard words. First time in my life I heard words when I was awake. I heard them the night, but this is when I was awake. This is the time of miracles. I heard those words. This is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. 
miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. As the devil shows up, I will meet him inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I will meet him. He wants me to tell you today that yes, he will never leave you nor forsake you. From the other message, he wants to tell you, I'm your hope. He wants to tell you, because you've endured sound doctrine, if you've been around this church for a while, you did. Just like this kind of a message. Most people won't endure that. I'm not going to stand for that kind of... And they're gone. I've said it takes a bulldozer to drag them into church and a feather to run them off. We are living in the time when people not endure sound doctors, but to the heap to themselves. Now, here's the way we say that in our vernacular. They hire to themselves teachers having itching ears that will say what they want to hear. As you know, you haven't been hearing a whole lot of that at this church. You hear what God wants to say. So you've received a lot of a correction, but he wants me to tell you today, today be encouraged. Now, this kind of message I'd prefer to, to be preaching for 17 years instead of the other stuff. But it seems like, seems like when everybody else is saying be encouraged, God is saying straighten up. That's what the prophets say, right? Right, prophets? But now he's bringing the encouragement. Why? That's right. Because, yes, it's about to arrive. But he's trying to encourage you because when it arrives, it doesn't have to hit you the way it does the world. Okay? I'll never leave... Look at those words. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Where's that come from? Well, that's from the Bible. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. In other words... Don't always want the bigger, better, the bigger, better, the bigger, better, the bigger, better. Sometimes we just need to be content. Like, like we were saying this morning. Amen. Humble yourselves. That's a good word. By the way, I want to get that typed up. I want to read that again. And I want to put that on Prophecy Club. A lot of that spoke to me. Well, I, I hope you didn't know that much. <laughs> Somebody said, yes, it did. <laughs> I hope you were saying, yes, it spoke to you, but it sure spoke to me. Let your conversation be without covetousness, meaning always got to have more, got to have more. That's the American way. Be content with such things as you do have, for he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now, remember this, because as I go through, a, I only have a couple of scriptures today, well, a few. But it's the overall point he's trying to get across here. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, or my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I will, look at the, say these words with me. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Let's say it again. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That's really what he's saying. He's saying, look it. When this stuff that's about to hit, when it hits, because you endured the sound doctrine, because you endured the prophets, spirit of prophecy church, <laughs> because you heard what I said in the good times, you don't have to participate in the bad times. Now, 
He's not saying he guarantees that no trouble will come to you. But he's saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when Stephen was being stoned, was God with him? Now, somebody might say, (laughs) but he was being stoned. Why don't you go ask Stephen what he thought of that moment? Because at that moment, he's looking into heaven. At that moment, he's seeing angels. Because the Lord was with him. Now, think about this. If the Lord is with us, it doesn't matter what the world does to us. Can we hang on to that? If we can hang on to that, hold on to that, not walk away, not back up, then it doesn't matter what comes. He is going to be there. He's going to take care of us. Anybody need to hear this? Especially from this platform. (laughs) We never get stuff like this from... Spirit of Prophecy Church, the prophet, <laughs> two prophets come up here and speak. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He's my, he's the lifter of my head. He's my everything. Amen. He's in the morning. He's in the evening. He's the beat of my heart. He's the breath of my lungs. He's my everything. He wrote my name in the book of life before he even said, let there be light. In my case, he called me out of darkness, not once, but several times. That's one of the questions I want to ask him. Just, just how many times did you have to rewrite my name in the book of life? <laughs> For those of you who didn't hear that remark, that very truthful remark, he wore out the eraser. <laughs> had to sharpen the pencil several times. <laughs> So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear. Say, I will not fear. I will not fear. Okay, so when the trouble hits, I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. Now, we may be holding some... uh, Mute me just a minute here. When I get to talking emotional, then... My wife told me, you do not throw it down, you put it in your pocket. She needs me. And I need her. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my everything. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last, the Almighty. And I will not fear. I will not fear what man shall do to me. Say it again. Say it again. I will not fear what man shall do to me. Can we remember that? If we can remember that and hang on to that, it's going to be okay. Now, let's go on. Remember them which have rule over you, have spoken to you the word of God, whose faith follow. Now, What does that mean? Remember them which have rule over you, who have spoken to you the word. Is that talking about like the President of the United States? Look, let's let's go on and see what it says. Who have spoken to you the word of God. 
Remember them that have rule over you. Now, does Stan and Leslie have rule over you? Not in the physical, not like a boss wise, but if you come to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, and if you come here to learn and to grow, what is the whole objective? Is to get closer to Jesus, right? So our job is to help you to get closer to Jesus, right? See, some people in America these days walk into a church to see if this church is just something they might like. And they're walking in to see if they need to correct the church. Now, never mind, they've never been to church and don't know anything about the Bible or anything else, but they're walking in to correct the church. What do you think? That's the way it is sometimes. It's supposed to be, we're supposed to be walking in to hear from the man and woman of God that is closer to God than they are to help them take a step in that direction. Would you agree? It's called become Christ-like. That's what he's saying. So remember them and have rule over you, but not in the ways of the world, but if you listen to us, our job is to help you take a step closer to the cross. Correct? Say yes or no. Okay. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. So it's not just anyone. He's saying, remember the ones that have spoken you uh, uh, under the word of God, whose faith, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today forever. Very famous verse there. Be not carried away with divers and strange doctrines. Does that tie back here? Yes. What he's saying is, listen to the man and woman of God, whose job it is to help us to become more Christ-like, and don't get caught up in foolishness. The weird stuff, and there's some, especially in the internet now, okay, there's some weird stuff out there. He's saying, those that have rule over you, don't, don't, don't listen to them, don't get caught away in divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Okay, what's this mean? In other words, establish, here's who I am, here's what I do in the Lord, this is the direction I'm going, this is what he wants me to do, and I'm walking in that direction. Are you walking in that direction today? Do you know where you're standing? Do you know where you are with the Lord? Not with meats which have not profited, then have, uh, have been occupied therein, but him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of, fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So he's saying we should always be praising him, and giving thanks to his name. Now, there's a bigger point coming here. But, <clears throat> to do good and to communicate, forget not. What's that mean? It means that when we're walking in the footsteps of Christ, we're always looking for how can we be a blessing? How can we help? How can we be a solution for someone? We're looking to do good things. Like Jesus did. We, if we're walking in his footsteps, what would Jesus do? Matter of fact, I think there was a phrase like that, what would Jesus do? True? Now, here comes the big part. To communicate, forget not. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, I, I, I communicate. I talk to people all the time. Is that what it's talking about? No. We call it a prayer closet. We call it getting on your knees not saying, gimme, 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 but saying, let me worship you every day. That's what he's saying. Do good. Now, how do we do good? We do good by communicating. We do good by 
worshiping him. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, it didn't say he that visits the secret place. He didn't say he that visits church. <laughs> he that visits the Bible. He that dwelleth in the secret place. What's the secret place? It's that prayer closet. Time with him. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my fortress and my God. He is my fortress and my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and the noise and pestilence. In other words, we don't have to worry about no... See, we don't have free speech in America anymore. V. <laughs> and we don't have to take no anti-V. Obey them that have rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. Now notice it does not stop with just obey them that have rule over you. It's not saying obey your boss, but that's a good idea. It's not saying obey your country, but that's a good idea. It's not saying obey Stan and Leslie. Though that's probably a pretty good idea. <clears throat> what it is saying is watch for those people that watch over your souls as they must give an account. Yeah. One of these days, the Lord is going to say, Stan, how many people did you save? Guess what? One of these days, the Lord is going to ask, Come on. He's going to ask you, how many did you save? How many were you able to lead out of darkness into my marvelous light? How many people were you able to turn around? How many scalps do you have on your belt? That's an old Western term from the movies. We might say, how many notches do we have in our belt? But, and a better way to say it is, how many strikes do we have in our Bible? How many people have we been able to lead to the Lord? How many times have we sat down and held someone's hands and prayed the sinner's prayer with them? It's saying, obey those that have rule over you that are trying to help you to learn to walk closer to God. So as Stan and Leslie are trying to help you to get closer to the Lord, then you obey everything they say? No. When they're trying to help you to get closer to the Lord, you ought to listen. Right? I'm not trying to get you to do what we're trying to tell you to do. What I'm trying to do is get you closer to the Lord. Right? Amen? <clears throat> so he's saying, remember them that have rule over you. He's saying, listen to them that have rule over you, those that speak to you about the word of God, and obey them when they have rule over you, and submit yourselves to them, because they watch for your souls, because they're going to have to answer to me. true. Everything is pointing to the cross. I'm walking, trying to get closer to the cross. We're all trying to get closer and walk in the steps of Jesus. Amen? <clears throat> and that's what I thought. Now, back to the message. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So what he's saying to us today is, okay, there's about to be some big things happen in our nation. I don't know if it's tomorrow. I don't know if it's this year, though I suspect strongly it will be. But that wouldn't be the first time I thought it would be coming in. 
But what he is saying is, I am your hope, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. And if he can be with Stephen when he's being stoned, he's going to be with us. He will be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So sometimes when we're thinking so much trouble has hit and we cannot bear it, remember the scripture that says that he will not give us anything that we cannot with way have an escape. He's not going to put us into a losing situation. I remember one time I was praying, I said, Lord, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's just not fair that Dimitri went through all of those five months of, of torture and twice on the electric chair, and he gets the angels to come to him and all these things. It's just not fair that I haven't had all those things happen to me so that I can have that kind of a close. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to get close. It's stupid. Do we have some stupid thoughts like that? It's okay. And I heard him say, you couldn't handle it. I could too. Then he brought to memory how I was reaching for the racquetball and someone swing, this is for me, reaching for the racquetball, someone swung at the racquetball. The, the rally was over. He shouldn't have been swinging at the racquetball. And he hit the back of my hand with his racket and I knew instantly I was about to pass out. I have a very low th pain threshold. So I walked out, <clears throat> I laid down on the, 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 the floor just outside the racquetball uh, court or I would have passed out. And I can give you several examples in my life. I have very low threshold of pain. So when he said, you couldn't handle it, I thought, okay, you're the righteous judge. You know. Now, the point is this. When the trouble hits, we have to remember, he is our hope. He raised up America. He has given us everything we have that is good. Every, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. He is the everything. He is the all. He did it, not us, not our wisdom, not our strength, not our college, not our book learning, not our sweat. He's our hope, and we have to remember he will never leave us nor forsake us. And I believe he's going to protect us. I think that many of us will not have to go through many of the troubles that the people out there have to go through. See, there, there are, there's many people whose names are in the book of life, but... They haven't come to Jesus. So God just has to get their attention. I remember one of Dimitri's <clears throat> angel visits. The angel showed him a vision. Part of the vision was this. He said, I saw a, a scroll unroll. And he said, I saw many people's names on the scroll. And he said, and beside their names were victory, joy in the Holy Spirit, blessings, you know, and all kinds of wonderful things. That scroll rolled up. He said, then he took out another scroll, and that scroll began. I saw their names, but beside their names was some of them had stars. Some of them have all kinds of things that are difficult. Torture, um, losing a child, uh, losing a job, financial difficulty, all kinds of things beside their name. He said, what is this? He said, these are the things that these people... In other words, their name is in the book of life. These are the things that people have to go through so that they will find Christ. The ones that have the flashing stars next to their name, the spirit of God, the spirit of repentance has already been sent to their heart 
and it's even now already working in their heart to get them to come to Christ. But they haven't come yet. So they have to go through the trouble in order to get them to be saved. We're about to see some Americans go through that trouble. So we are already founded on the rock. Our roots are deep. We're prepared for the storm. So when the wind blows, when the rains come, our house is not going to fall. Right? He's saying, I'm your hope. And he's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Whatever you go through. I remember Dimitri when he was in the five months of torture, they'd arrested him. <clears throat> and the angel would come to him and tell him many, many different things. But some of the worst torture times, he said, I would hear the voice in my ear saying, Dimitri, don't confess. Dimitri, don't confess. Don't confess. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's what we really want to hear more than anything, right? I think that there's going to come a time when people will walk in and say, <clears throat> I had an angel visit last night. I had a dream last night. I had a vision last night. Or I had a prophetic word like we heard this morning. As the judgment hits, so will my miracle. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to meet the devil, inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound. Everything he does, I'm going to meet him. Amen. Now, we've endured the sound doctrine. We've endured the correction. Here's the question this morning, the closing question. Can you receive the good news? Can you receive the good news? Some people, you know, things that I post on the Internet. I just, uh, my broadcast Monday, <clears throat> my program Monday, the title is Good News, Good News, Good News. I'm going to be very interested to see if that gets more response than one that says signs in the sun, moon, and the stars. A lot of people prefer the bad news. But I'm saying Spirit of Prophecy Church today, yes, it's important to listen to the sound doctrine, but it's also important to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. We need to open our hearts for some good news. He's saying the last two messages, nah, I'd much rather bring a message like this. Last two messages, I'm your hope. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Stand firm in Christ. Lord, we do. We stand firm in your word. <clears throat> we stand firm in your sacrifice. And we say, we know that you are our hope. We know that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Help us to do that thing that is pleasing in your sight so that we pass through the gates and enter, enter into the city and to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, if you are watching one of these messages on one of the platforms, then if you'll slide down to the bottom, there's a little blue line there. You can click there and you can donate, or you can also uh, go to prophecyclub.com or spiritofprophecychurch.com, and you can sign up to become a ministry member. And if you want to see this, go out to other people. If you'll click like and subscribe and share help others to hear the message. Help others to hear the message that you just heard.